Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. This episode of Word of the Gay is brought to you by Koala. Koala mattresses aren't too soft or too firm. They're just right. Visit koala.com and get $150 off purchases over 1000 when you use the code Word of the Gay at checkout. This episode of Word of the Gay is brought to you by The Wine Gallery. The Wine Gallery wades through an ocean of dull bottles to deliver you the bottles you love. Visit thewinegallery.com.au and get $25 off your first box when you use the code Word of the Gay at checkout. Beyonce sits slay, Shantae you stay. You say that's fishy, well I say he's dishy. We say that's fierce, so sing all my queers. Don't go nowhere, just prick up your ears. The word of the gay. Welcome to Word of the Gay, where we aim to dissect common words in the queer lexicon with regard to their history, contemporary usage in the LGBT plus community, and in pop culture at large. My name's Brendy, and this is my fabulous co-host Lenny. Hey, Brendy. Hello. Thanks for tuning in. You can follow the show at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and send us any of your word suggestions. Please do. Now, Lenny, I've got to tell you. Over the weekend, the last four days, I have been binging Hall & Oates. Shit, you told me to listen and I totally forgot. You have failed me. Yes, I have. Once again. I'm literally <laughs> going to Game of Thrones shame you <laughs> down the street. I'm addicted to um, Hall & Oates at the moment. I just think they are such a wonderful band. But my favourite song at the moment is Private Eyes. Yes, that's Private what you told me to listen. <laughs> watching you. Oh, it's just the double clap. It's the double clap. I know, and I failed, but I can introduce this week's word of the gay. Mm, go on. Which is beard. <laughs> yes, it is. And why that links up to Hall Notes' fabulous song, Private Eyes, is because the song is all about secrets, some scandals, yep. revealing things. We are not talking about facial hair today. <laughs> no, no, no. So a beard in this context describes a person who is used, knowingly or unknowingly, as a date, romantic partner or spouse, to conceal another person's true identity, usually their sexual orientation. Yeah, and it's usually used by a closeted homosexual, but it can also refer to any relationship where someone pretends to date another person to disguise their infidelity. So in the early to mid-1900s, this type of concealing of sexuality was known in the US as lavender dating or lavender marriage. <laughs> so cute. It is cute. <laughs> and it was set up for Hollywood stars that had been single a little bit too long or were desperately needing to dispel gay rumors in the tabloids, which mm-hmm. were quite common. Yeah, the pairings were usually made up of one same sex attracted and one straight person. But they also occurred where both people identified as gay, lesbian, or bi, or as they probably would have said at the time, 
a little bit queer. And one of the earliest uses of the phrase appeared in the British press in 1895, and that was a time when the word lavender was very much associated with homosexuality. And this is obviously a time when public attitudes towards homosexuality made it impossible for a person to pursue a public career and be out, especially in Hollywood. So the term beard became more widely used during the swinging 60s, and now bearding, (laughs) cute term takes place mostly for convenience or security for many members of the LG or B community. Yeah, it's a means of survival, especially in places where like the threat of violence is much greater or where homosexuality is illegal. Mm -hmm. So it's still actually as much as I would think, oh, like this doesn't need to exist anymore in our world. It definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, nowadays I actually saw they do refer to it as mixed orientation marriages or front dating. It's a front. Like putting on a front. Yes. Mm. Yep. Gotcha. (laughs) So in the early years of Hollywood, depictions of abortion, drug use, prostitution, sexual innuendo, and many other taboo topics were scattered throughout the films of mostly the silent era and the early sound sound films. So like it wasn't such a conservative place at first, probably because it had no kind of moral code guiding it. It was very new. Mm -hmm. And even homosexuality was actually depicted in many films. Not as overt as we'd see it today, but it was definitely there. A slight hand touch. Yeah, and it wasn't like... Yeah, it wasn't like subtext as came later. We had to kind of like read between the lines. It was kind of just there and it was not normal and like, you know, because people weren't out completely in society then, but it also wasn't like completely frowned upon or completely hidden. That was until because all this stuff was happening in Hollywood and it was such a contrast to maybe like the rest of America who didn't live so liberally there was like a huge backlash and they actually employed a guy to kind of create a moral code called the Hayes Code also known as the Doom Book so this is around 1929 and what it did was it just set these very strict moral guidelines that the studios had to abide by and all the actors and actresses of the time also had to abide by God even in their personal lives the country's dealing with the Great Depression now they're having to deal with this as well well apparently that Ah. was a catalyst as well it was like all these things happening religious backlash then the Great Depression happened and all this stuff kind of came to a head so some of the stuff it included was obviously homosexuality any sort of profanity nudity white slavery any use of the flag the American flag and women's virginity criminal sympathy and kissing shocking right (laughs) and it included 117 names specifically didn't it in Hollywood yeah, so there was the Doom Book, which was kind of like a blacklist of celebrities or people they were like watching. Ooh. So like if they stepped out of line, they were going to take them down. They either did that by firing them or also Hollywood at the time was like very, well, it still kind of is, linked to like media and tabloids. Yes. And they would use that to kind of put the spotlight on other people, ruin people's careers. They went hand in hand. Look at Hedda Hopper. She was that famous journalist in Hollywood yep. from like the 1920s to the 1960s. But how she's depicted in Feud, Ryan Murphy's seen Feud. It yet. And Joan Crawford talks about her specifically, how she could create yep. and triumph someone's career, but then could also snap of a finger, absolutely destroy it. Yeah. And she literally had her own little black book. It's so twisted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, full on. And then what the studios did, since they were up against people like Hedda Hopper, yes. they orchestrated these marriages between particular celebrities. So usually one of the actors or actresses was known as gay to them, but then sometimes there was just a rumour and they were paired with another person, maybe just to be seen out in public, have a photo taken together, but then often they were actually married. And then sometimes both individuals were actually gay or bisexual as well. Some of them lasted a while, some of them didn't. 
I guess yeah, it, it's it, just so crazy that oh, that awful. could be part of your contract. Pretty much they were the property. They totally. Didn't have choice. They yeah, were they had literally, no choice. when they signed that contract, they were literally a commodity to be sold. Yeah, that's so true. Interestingly, though, there are a couple of directors and actors that managed to either, firstly, they just kind of got away with it because maybe they were behind the scenes and the studio wasn't too worried about them. But there are a couple of actresses, um, namely Marlena Dietrich and Greta Garbo, Mm -hmm. who people speculate that the studios didn't care that they were a little bit queer or very queer. And it kind of fed into this exotic facade that Hollywood wanted to create for them. Like, that's how they sold them. So, if you fit into that, that was okay. But if you didn't, you had to fit the mold. But there's, like, quite a few people that refused to get married. They lost their jobs. Or directors like George Kluka, who held men's only pool parties at his house every week. Delightful. But I suppose they just turned a blind eye because he wasn't in front of the camera. He wasn't, like, a heartthrob. But you know that one of the most famous exceptions to this awful rule Mm. was the actor William Haynes, who at 35 just suddenly stopped his career. And it was because the studio's MGM were trying to force him into... I would even call them arranged marriages. That's basically but what they that's are. That's pretty yeah. much what they were. Because they had found out, obviously, that one, he was gay and that he was also in a long-term relationship with his male partner, Jimmy Shields. Mm-hmm. And William had the options of either going into a lavender marriage or ending his career and staying with his partner. And he very much ended his career and stayed with his partner. I respect that. Huge balls. Yeah. Huge, huge you balls. Who, he was 35. Yeah, his it is. His career was just starting. It's so sad. I suppose he just refused to compromise and had to live authentically. But it's such a big thing to do, like, especially back then. Do you know who they tried to set him up with? No. It was Joan Crawford, apparently. What? Yes. Mummy dearest. Who was also speculated to be bi as well. Get out. Yeah. But was everyone well, queer yeah, back let's then? let's be honest. Like, you read the biographies these days and it's just, it was flying rampant back then. Now, speaking of Joan Crawford almost becoming a beard, <laughs> I want to talk to you about famous beards that actually were beards. Yay. Back in the day. Okay, so there was obviously, I think the most famous one was Renata Blow who was the mm. wife of Elton John yes. back in 1984. I don't think anyone believed that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's really sad, but yeah. Oh they, they actually got married in Sydney. Did and they? they were married for four years, yeah. Four years and not consummated. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Allegedly. And I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, and it doesn't only apply to people in the film industry. It no, can apply not to at all. musicians, and it can actually just apply to people in everyday life. Although I'm not, gonna you... go, I'm not going to go through the phone book of who might be a beard. <laughs> <laughs> who else have I got? Goodness. So focusing on celebrities. <laughs> who, That's all we know. Uh, yeah, who else do you have? Who else have I got? Good I've lord. Got okay, so you've also got Judy Garland when she was married to Vincent Minnelli. <laughs> yeah. You've then got Judy Garland's daughter Liza Minnelli when she was married to Peter Allen, oh, God. who allegedly slept with a man on their wedding night. And allegedly slept with her mum's husband. Oh, my God. Isn't that full on? Later on. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then Judy went and married another gay guy. Well, yeah. But she was also bi. But she was also bi. So, I feel like that was a mutual bearding. And Liza also married David Guest, who it was heavily speculated he was gay also. Mm. And she blamed Michael Jackson for their marriage. I feel like he was already busy having a beard of his own called <laughs> yeah. Lisa Marie Presley, possibly allegedly. allegedly. But no, confirmed back. Back to the confirmed yeah. beards. You then also had, obviously, Fran Drescher with her husband of 21 years. Yes, I learned Peter that. Mark Jacobson. And he actually came out to her 11 years before they got divorced. Oh. Yeah, so they were married for another 11 years. Yep. I'm Oscar not- Wilde's wife, Constance. She was a beard. Little Richard from the 1950s. His wife, Ernestine. 
beard, allegedly. Alleg- Carrie Fisher, she uh, was a yes. beard, yep, to yep. her husband, Brian Lord, allegedly. Let me give you a male one. Bobby Brown was a beard ah, to Whitney Houston. Yeah, yep, yep. Possibly. Because allegedly, there's been two documentaries made about it. She was in a relationship with Robin Crawford, her best friend and manager. I've seen that. The This is me. No, can I be me? Whitney, can I be me? And they're a beautiful couple. Oh, <laughs> Oh, and then you also had Barbara Stanwyck. Well, actually, no, to be fair, to be fair, her husband, Robert Taylor, was the beard because it was alleged that Barbara Stanwyck was a lesbian. But to reverse it and look at actually, like, female beards, in the 90s, Rosie O'Donnell specifically acted infatuated on the Rosie O'Donnell show with Tom Cruise. Interesting choice. Very interesting choice. Continually acted infatuated Mm. with him to divert rumours about her being a lesbian. Ellen DeGeneres used to get set up on dates by her agent with another male actor to divert those rumours. Imagine being set up by your agent. Full on. Yeah. But, I mean, and that's in the 90s, but that would have happened back in the 40s and 50s and 30s and now. And now, yeah. (laughs) And then the most famous beard in history, my high school girlfriend, (laughs) Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, we dated for like three days in year nine, but... We just sort of continually would like partner each other to things and whatnot. And it was always obviously speculated that I was a homosexual. (laughs) That rumor mill. (laughs) That rumor mill. But no, she'd always partnered me to things. And, you know, I partnered her to the Deb when she asked me to be her partner. And I was like, (laughs) I'm not going to, like, she texted me and I was like, I won't say yes unless you do it properly. So even though you only dated for three days, you had a longer period where you would be each other's dates for things? Yeah. Yeah. So it it wasn't planned. It was an arrangement. It was was just this, we go to parties together. Together, yeah. And everyone was always just like, oh, well, you know, they dated. They must still kind of be, maybe, are they seeing each other? Are they not? Yeah. We weren't. It deflected the rumours yeah. from me in high school. But, you know, she's now, I think, married or engaged and she's got a baby on the way. So, shout out to her. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, even though gay marriage is legal in many countries around the world, beards still do exist. Yes, they do. Even in Australia. So, there's a few reasons why this does occur. Some people don't know they're gay. Until or, they get into their marriage. Until they get into their marriage yep. or they're in denial about it. Mm-hmm. Or they think, this is the right thing to do. If I'm with someone of the opposite sex long enough, I will maybe fall in love or condition myself to be attracted to them and want this. Yeah. Not that they can't love their partner. I won't say that. But, but th- yeah, it's a different relationship. I mean, there was a study done at Deakin University back in 2002 where it was focused purely on mixed orientation marriages, lavender marriages. And of the 26 men that they actually interviewed before the marriage, 50% Mm. identified as gay. And by the end of these marriages, 85% identified as gay. But why they got into these marriages was for two common reasons, which was that they, one, it seemed natural, Mm. and two, they wanted children and a family. And back in 2002, even Even though that was, like, what, less than 20 years ago, some people thought that was the only way. And even in the 80s, there was, like, a similar study, and their outcomes found that it was social expectation and concerns over their homosexuality, which do sound quite similar to the Deakin University study. It's just, I suppose, they're a bit more overtly obvious that it's like internalized homophobia and basically the effects of a heteronormative society. So like saying. Planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I think it seemed more natural just means that homosexuality isn't natural, and saying they wanted children and family life is imagining that they can't have that with a partner of the same sex, which is really sad. Oh, no, because society has told yeah, drilled it into people's brains that it is man and woman. Yeah. I actually looked at this study where it was all about unfaithful marriages where a heterosexual woman has entered into a marriage with a gay man. She obviously doesn't know, but it very much said that when you know, a man engages in homosexual activities with other men, the marriage is most likely going to end in divorce. I'm like, shock horror. I know. <laughs> I read that same thing. There's a high chance. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, even though there is a high chance, some people actually do choose to stay together and remain in what is known as a mixed orientation marriage, basically meaning that one person identifies as straight and the other person identifies as gay. Yep. You know, there's not one definition of marriage. I personally would not want that marriage, but I can understand if you did have that bond and you were together for a really long time and if you probably opened up the marriage and you still wanted that person as kind of like your best friend and partner. I do get it, but it took me a while to get my head around it. But I do think it would more be an option for someone who has taken that path because they didn't feel like they've had the opportunity to go the other way. I wouldn't be encouraging people to enter a mixed orientation marriage, but it can be quite hard on the other partner, obviously. Like oh, they have, Even if it works out or if it doesn't, there's like a lot of secrecy. They would feel, you know, not betrayed, but maybe they didn't know their partner as well as they thought they did. There's, so mm-hmm. there's like that aspect of loss in the relationship. It's confusing also because sometimes the gay identifying person does still have sex with them, have children. So it's like, how can this be so if they're actually gay? It's all fascinating, though, with those studies, isn't it? Because they do generally focus heavily on homosexual men, but then they also divert into the effect on the heterosexual wife. Yeah. And the heterosexual wife actually has less of an issue with being married to a homosexual man. It's more so the fear of social disapproval and being Mm. ostracized. Yeah, because of what other people think, maybe, and that obviously like a huge stigma of like being married to a gay person feeling probably like a bit of an idiot other people being like didn't you realize like what's wrong with you i don't know that's why i imagine people unhelpful people might say yeah and i think some people would just be like oh my god he's gone from being your husband to your best friend what a hoot kind of thing but yeah and as great as that is like you look at the fran drescher situation they are still processing as well yeah and everyone does focus on the man coming out and it's a huge step and it is a huge step Mm. but we sort of forget the effect that it may actually have on the wife i mean look at brokeback mountain such a wonderful movie but i actually always really felt for anne hathaway and michelle williams because i was like these poor women had no idea It was actually quite tragic for all four. Yeah, it's sad for everyone involved. Everyone involved. Yeah. 
Brendy, how adventurous are you when it comes to trying new wines? <laughs> Not very. It's always such a risk trying a new bottle when you don't know how it's going to taste. Yeah, sticking to the tried and true bottles you've always had seems to be the safer option. And the method of picking bottles based on their pretty label designs has backfired one too many times. Well, try a new bottle of wine you can be confident you'll love with the Wine Gallery. The Wine Gallery match your delivery to bottles within your taste palette, and the more you order, the better they get at matching the bottles. They try wines from regions all over the world to offer drops that are unique and delicious. Most bottles will be wines you'll likely never discover after a trip to the local bottle opening you up to a new taste and next-level bragging rights to friends. Try something new by visiting thewinegallery.com.au and getting $25 off your first box when you use the code WORDTOTHEGAY at checkout. Just once, Lenny, I'd like to hop into bed and say, whoa, this mattress understands me. I know, it's like when you stay in a hotel and the bed just gets it. Oh, your hopes, your dreams, your fears, a mattress that truly understands. But short of spending four grand on a hotel quality mattress, Koala offers the next best thing. Koala mattresses are never too soft or too firm. They mould to the delicate crevices of your body, Lenny. Shh, my delicate crevices will hear you. And when was the last time you actually bought a new mattress? I got mine off Grumtree about five years ago. And you sleep on that every night? Time for an upgrade. Visit koala.com <laughs> and get $150 off purchases over $1,000 when you use the code WORDOFTHEGAY at checkout. Back in like 1997, two months before my parents' marriage crumbled, we were all on a family cruise and uh, mum and dad met this other couple from, I think they were from New South Wales and everyone was getting along like a house on fire. Anyway, they all kept in contact. Mum got divorced. This couple, a few years later, they ended up getting divorced. The lady in the marriage got in contact with mum and was like, oh my God, you know, left the husband, yada, 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 let's yeah. catch up. Mum's like, oh, it'd be great, you know, another single girlfriend. <laughs> mum didn't realise, though, that the friend had actually, when her marriage broke up, it was because she's a lesbian and she was very interested in my mother. <laughs> my, mo- my mother's like, what vibe did I give off? I had no, like, because mum had to sort of yeah. shut it down very politely yep. because mum's not lesbian. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> She's just like, oh, what vibe did I give? I'm like, well, mum, you, you carry the Susan Kennedy haircut pretty well. <laughs> She's always like, stop calling it the Susie K. I'm like, grow it out. <laughs> Good old mumsy. She's great, though. She's great. Yeah. And we focused a lot tonight on the first half of the 20th century, but there is still such a high percentage of, I guess, closeted culture within the entertainment industry. Oh, definitely. Because people fear that if they come out while they're high profile or whatever, it'll ruin their career. And there's no way there's not more LGB people out. Like, we're talking about the entertainment industry, firstly. Hello. Yes. You look at scenarios like Rupert Everett. Yes. I mean, we all suspected it. But then once he came out and confirmed it... He says that it ruined his career. Yeah, he cautioned people not to do it. I don't judge him at all for doing that because he's like, this is what's happened to me. People's careers get ruined for a number of reasons. Like Harvey Weinstein ruined all those women's careers (laughs) because he, you know, wielded so much power. And then they ruined his. Well, we hope. Yeah, but they ruined it. But yeah, and there there are, of course, actors that do come out and they do continue to get work or they're Mm -hmm. even already out before they enter the entertainment industry. Yes. Like Ezra Miller is a good example. He's quite young, but he's been in the industry for a while. He gets like blockbuster roles and he's openly queer. I think that in Hollywood now, like the more established you are, it might be a little bit easier, but then people fear that like, what if it's all taken away as well? I don't know. Maybe it isn't as bad anymore, but there might still be a fear because we're just not seeing as many people, I think, as we should. 
I suspect, though, that bearding still exists where people are asked to be seen in public with people, go out on dates. They may even have it written in their contract. Mm -hmm. Publicity stunts. But, yeah, the irony is that there's so many more LGBT plus characters in films. Yes. Still maybe not as many as we'd like, but there's a lot more representation. Glad even came out and said that 2018 has been the highest representation of those communities ever. Yeah, which is great. Having said that, people still are concealing their identity. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing as well. Like, beards do get paid. Imagine if the person didn't know, how bad would you feel? I'm sure they've jumped on board it as well. (laughs) But, I mean, look at, like, the most famous case of concealing their sexual orientation was Rock Hudson. 1950s Hollywood actor, heartthrob. Such... Yeah, these are such sad stories. They are. Like, he chose to marry Phyllis Gates. Phyllis was actually his manager's secretary. So, they were set up by his manager. But she was actually a lesbian as well. So, it was oh, wow. mutual, mutual beating. beating. Rock Hudson also didn't come out until the mid-80s, I think. Oh, okay. Just before his death. He came out as gay and that also he had contracted AIDS. Oh, wow. But I guess I'm sure he had, yeah, he would have had a string of romance. This is the thing. They all, oh. all these people, they, they got to have fun on the side. Some of them had other relationships for like long term with some of the same sex while they mm-hmm. were still in marriage. It is pretty shit for the other partner if they don't know that and it's not an arrangement. No. But, but that still even happens today. If you look on Grindr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I bet you have some stories with me <laughs> about concealing well, infidelity. <laughs> I don't know what you're your implying. Own. I don't know what you're implying. Have you ever been with a married woman? Oh, my God. No. No. That's so interesting to think, though. No, I couldn't. Fair enough. <laughs> Perfect example, I guess, scenario-wise. Typical scenario, mm-hmm. Lenny, is, you know, X and Y are in a supposedly exclusive relationship, but yep. X is actually cheating with Z. However, to prevent Y from learning about X's infidelity, W, the beard... <laughs> pretends to be paired with Z. Oh, that's so not confusing. It's not confusing at all. But it is the central scenario in Woody Allen's 1984 film Broadway, Danny Rose. And I mean, the man of the hour. <laughs> Who in a would bad have... way. <laughs> oh, my God. We've mentioned also... Harvey Weinstein and Woody Allen in this episode. Woody Allen, also known as the master of concealing infidelity, as he, <laughs> as he cheated on Mia Farrow with his fucking adopted oh, daughter, he's... Sunyi. Fucked. <laughs> So you didn't hear it from me, Lenny, but this is the alleged (laughs) current Hollywood list of beards. Mm -hmm. And this is all alleged. This is all very alleged. So alleged. So alleged. So allegedly, Katie Holmes, while she was married to such and such. (laughs) Let's not mention his name. Did he have any other beards? I guess we could probably include Nicole Kidman and Penelope Cruz. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But that's alleged. That's alleged, yeah. Allegedly, Kelly Preston, a.k.a. Danny Zuko's oh, wife. Yeah, that's a big one. Allegedly, Taylor Swift, when she was dating one of the Jonas Brothers. And also, Do when you- she was dating a member of One Direction. Ah, yes. But apparently that was mutual bearding. I'm really but not Allegedly. Su- I'm not. I'm allegedly not <laughs> surprised by the Jonas, <laughs> Jonas Brother one, though, because you remember when they went through the purity ring phase? Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Was- so off. <laughs> Two others, allegedly, Vanessa Hutchins. But that's just my gay dream. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're looking at me like... Ah. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Like, yep. I won't make this. Let me guess. Z Zac Efron, yep. Then you've also got allegedly Reese Witherspoon when she was dating Jake Gyllenhaal. Ah, yep, that would yes. be previously mentioned, mm-hmm. allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> previously mentioned Taylor Swift's And the other beard. alleged was obviously what we mentioned earlier, Lisa Marie Presley when she was dating Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. 
One of my favorite Sex and City episodes is I Love a Charade, mm-hmm. where it's the girls attend a close cabaret friend's wedding, and it's actually played by Nathan Lane. He's marrying a lady called Bitsy Von Muffling. Everyone there cannot believe that yep. he is getting married because they are all so convinced that he's 100% gay. Yeah. And he turns around to, to Carrie at one point and is just like, if you had any money riding on it, and she's just like, not a cent. Oh, that was really sad. Yeah. yeah. And then another TV show, Seinfeld. There's yes. actually an episode called The Beard in season six. And what happens is Elaine is asked to accompany her gay acquaintance on a date to appear straight in front of his bosses. She kind of falls for him after they have this orchestrated kiss and tries to convert him to her team, a.k.a. heterosexuality. <laughs> And fails. You've also got the musical Avenue Q, which is obviously Sesame Street, but uh, adult version. Yep. And one of the songs in it is called My Girlfriend Who Lives in Canada. And it's all about him orchestrating this fake girlfriend oh, that lives okay. in Canada That's great. to divert rumours of him being gay. Then you've got the fabulous film Imagine Me and You, which is all about a female who's getting married and then on the day of her wedding falls in love with her female florist. <gasps> My lesbian friend in high school was obsessed <laughs> with this movie. Every movie night it was whacked on. I'm just like, for God's sake, <laughs> I love it. But like we've seen it so many times. That's but really it was sweet. It was the only movie that was around for her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. She had one night to go to. And one night, one, one movie. movie. <laughs> That's actually so accurate. It's sad. (laughs) Well, there's a few more lesbian movies now. There is Carol, which is based on the book The Price of Salt. So Carol, who's played by Kate Blanchett, who's very confident and seasoned lesbian, who's had many relationships with women, was married due to it just being the 50s. And she's in the process of getting a divorce with her husband. But while she's in the process of getting this divorce with her husband, who's obviously her beard, she meets a character played by Rooney Mara. And it's very sad because he's like trying to blackmail her and use her homosexuality against her to gain custody of their children and just generally kind of shame and expose her. But yeah, it's a very accurate kind of depiction of what that dynamic would have been like when it all turns sour. Yeah. Another film for lesbians, there is the film Disobedience, which I saw this year, starring Rachel McAdams and Rachel Weiss. And basically it's two women who are raised in like a strict Orthodox Jewish community in London. They have a very intense relationship in their teens. One of them's father is actually a rabbi and like a prominent leader in the community. Then one of them leaves and lives like a more secular life. One of them stays. She's married to a man and she admits in the film she's actually a lesbian. They're reunited later. They realize the connection's still there and she's still very much a lesbian. And she's got a beard that she has dutiful regular sex with. Right. It's quite disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rachel. <laughs> it's actually a really different role for her. Need to watch it. Yeah. Well, it's got both the Rachels, but Rachel McAdams is the lesbian with the beard. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> that sums us up for the night, Lenny. Thank you all so much for listening. You can follow the show at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And you can also send us through any word suggestions that you have. Ah, and have a listen to Hall and Oates. Private eyes watching you. Oh, Lenny, we got the claps. We got the claps! <laughs> Tonight's been a hoot. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.